This is Frax Outdoor Report. Coming to you from anywhere I can turn on my microphone. Bringing you all up-to-date information on Maryland hunting, fishing, and conservation. Welcome back, guys. This is episode seven. And if you're new to the FOR fam, welcome, welcome, welcome. I really hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, I had a new hunter on by the name of Travis Adams. I thought he did an amazing job asking the questions that I had for him. So I am, I was extremely excited about that. It has been one of our most popular episodes. So thank you all very much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed. And I hope you enjoyed this one today. And man, do we have some great stuff to cover. We got a bunch of news to get to and a listener question, which was deep enough to be my monologue for this episode. To give you a little precursor, was switching to a digital form of hunter safety, making our hunting lands less safe. I have an opinion, but first, let's cover some of these awesome stories. So this isn't really news, just something wild I found through the Meat Eater podcast. They had an English hunter on by the name of Rob Gearing, and he was explaining hunting in Britain and the process, and my God, it is a whole thing over there. First of all, slugs are banned for shotguns, bows are banned, and rifles are the only legitimate way to hunt big game. But there's a catch. In order to obtain a permit for big game, you must go through something like a school or college, as it was explained, and specialize in Deer 101 before being allowed to own a rifle and hunt for deer. Although bird hunting and clay pigeons are of ease, the level to which a human must go to chase big game in England is quite insane. I found I found it interesting. And feel free to Google some of these things that I said here because I believe you will be just as surprised as I was. Let's move on over to Maryland fishing. Both, Hick, both American and Hickory Shad are running nicely for catch and release, folks. I've seen some sweet photos on Facebook of giant stripers, so it seemed like the Rockfish Trophy season was a smashing success so far. That season ends May 15th, so by the time you hear this, it's going to be close to the close of that season. So get on out there, and good luck to you that are out there, and be safe. I'm really looking forward to some more pictures on Facebook. It looks, it sounds awesome. Sounds like the bay is warming up, averaging around 60 degrees, and with good weather conditions and clearer water, you can expect the fishing in the bay and its tributaries to heat up quickly. They are calling for reduced visibility in specific tributaries due to algae blooms. You can find all of that and the above information on DNR's website under the fishing tab titled Fishing Report May 5th. This next one is uh, absolutely hilarious. It's, it's a little scary, but it's hilarious. And it's national news, but local geographically. There was a video on Field and Stream of a gobbler attacking a biker. Now, in our very first episode, we talked about the haggling turkeys that attacked the mailman. This shit is just hilarious. It is dangerous, but it's hilarious. Turkeys do tend to be territorial, and they are angry little suckers during their mating season. Not to mention their spurs can become quite large and quite sharp and can cause serious damage to a person. All in all, the video is funny, and I'm glad that the lady walked away without a scratch, and the guy narrating the event just makes the entire thing just comical man so if you can look that up that's on field and stream outdoor news they have the entire video the guy narrating it is is a trip and he's great 
for the whole thing. I'm glad the lady's safe, and I'm glad she wasn't injured. All right, um, this one's a big one. Congress passed the Chronic Wasting Disease Research and Management Act, otherwise known as the CWDRM Act, last fall, and it is now being revised by the U.S. Senate. The bill calls for $70 million fiscally to research and manage CWD across the nation. Led by, a bar, led by a bipartisan duo, the bill has been introduced to the Senate to hopefully soon combat CWD in ways such as informing and educating the public about CWD, as well as identifying outbreaks and containing them. I know, C, I know CWD is a conversation of debate among us, but there is a positive in our government taking the first steps to limiting future effects. Last for the news, anybody who fishes along the uh, 50 bridge going towards Ocean City, you know the two piers that are uh, linked to that bridge. Just so you know, both sides, Talbot and Queen, or I'm sorry, Talbot and, and Queen Anne's, both sides of that, both those fishing piers are closed. There was a review of the pier done in 2022 on both sides. Apparently there is concrete that has, uh, that has been, it's been deemed to be weak and that the, basically the pier could crumble at any moment. So if you haven't heard that news, just letting you know, both of those piers are closed and they are closed to everyone, fishermen, everyone. It is, they are not open. All right. You know, this lawnmower in the background, but it is what it is. This is what I get for doing my show outside in random places. Cause guess what? It's an outdoor show. So in episode six, we talked with a new hunter, and one of the topics we crossed was the process of online hunter safety, just the course. And me and Trav, we laughed about it. I had hoped in that instant that someone would challenge me on this, and they did. One of my listeners, and also a great friend, who I will call Diesel at this moment, sent me this question. Quote, if you get to read it, my question was leaning at how accessible Maryland made it to take hunter safety. Y'all laughed about it being online, but do you see it as a possible safety concern for untrained, inexperienced people to be carrying firearms around you, or for someone who blew through the course to have not actually paid attention to it and be breaking simple laws that were not tested upon? His question is deep and also extremely valid. But the answer is just as deep and just as valid. Essentially, he wants to know if since the pandemic, well, basically, or even a couple years before that, he wants to know if that since the switch to the online hunter safety course, are the woods less safe? To find some of these statistics, I went to DNR's website. And I went looking for hunting incident reports. And this is what I, this is basically what I found. In 2017, there were three firearms incidents in which all resulted in non-fatal injuries. In 2018, there were zero firearms incidents followed by one in 2019. In 2020, there were three. One fatal in which a father and son were hunting from a, from a vehicle and the son shot the father with a muzzleloader. As of 2021, there was one incident, which was self-inflicted and non-fatal. Over the decades, firearm incidents in Maryland are down over 50%, mostly due to increased orange laws and the institution of the orange hat. 
This the 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 institution of not to stop, but the institution of the orange hat is a new thing as of last year. The rule is you only have to wear one article of orange as long as that article is a hat. This is to protect everyone in the woods. You you cannot miss a hat. I know those vests can be wonky, but you do not miss a hat. My belief, though, is this. Although the pandemic and before that forced a lot of new hunters into online learning, the course itself is of common knowledge descent. Also, even though you take the online course, you still have to attend a field day where all material is reviewed and a 50-question test is given. On said test, you must score an 80% or better and also pass the field course. Trav and I talked about the online experience, about how most questions are airheaded. For example, do you climb a tree stand with a loaded gun? The answer is obviously no. If you are considering hunting, I'm assuming you already have firearms knowledge to some degree. And with that, if you do, you know that safety is always number one. Now, with that being said, I'm sure that there are people out there right now hunting turkeys that have no idea what they are doing. I've heard horror stories of first-time gobbler hunters, man, and, and this is what I was just thinking about. And I've heard stories of them shooting folks on accident or sneaking up on calls by other humans and, and making mistakes. It can be a total disaster, and I, I have seen some pretty poor firearm handling as well from other hunters. My mentality, though, is this. And this is just one example. If you are hunting on opening day of rifle on public land, you know what you are getting into. I also believe that most hunters enter the woods with one goal in mind, harvest. Obviously, lack of cognizance is a strong possibility, and it happens from time to time. But no, I don't think the online hunter safety is actually affecting safety in the woods. If anything, it's no longer teaching people how to actually hunt which the in-person class kind of gives you a lot of insight from guys who have been doing it for decades. I took the course as a kid at 11 years old, and I have to admit this, and anyone who took an in-person class knows you get more out of the classroom than you do from the online structure. However, I assume that DNR already knew that. I remember being a small boy taking that class and soaking up every ounce of knowledge I could. And, and this is also why seasoned hunters need to step up. They need to step up and take new hunters under their wing. When I met my wife, my father-in-law wasn't a hunter. He had hunted in the past, but he was not a hunter. He is now six years strong, one of my favorite hunting partners that I have. My best friend. Took me years, but now he's under my wing, and I'll be helping him for the coming seasons, trying to teach him everything I know, getting him in the woods, trying to get him his first year. We as mentors can personally affect the safety in our woods. We can personally shape how new hunters interact, act, and progress in safe yet effective hunting environments. It starts with the class, but safety doesn't end there. It is the personal responsibility of a hunter to respect those around him and to take the best care possible to ensure everyone goes home unharmed and the plates are full. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please like and share and subscribe if you want to be pinged when new episodes come out. We're on all major platforms. Oh, and let me add this. I'm my my uh my publish schedule is Friday. So if, if you if you're a regular listener, just expect my episodes to be posted on Fridays. We're on all major platforms now including Apple Podcasts. Thank you Apple. Big shout out to Anchor, the producing agent of this podcast, one of the best in the game. Anchor keeps your podcast fresh while making it easy produce, to produce and manage. I strongly recommend Anchor for anyone starting out a podcast. All right, guys and gals, stay safe out there in the woods and on the water. And remember now, shoot straight, cash straighter.